0: Hey guys, hope you're doing well today. And this is the very last episode uh, for 2022 on the New Vision Podcast. And so we hope you've enjoyed this journey. You've uh, gone along in the Advent book with us uh, throughout this whole month that's led up to Christmas. Now, by the time you're listening to this, you are either still taking some vacation from work. It's kind of that weird wormhole of what am I wearing? What day is it? Why have I gained 40 pounds? Like stupor. That is the time between the 25th of December and New Year's. Or you're probably getting back to work either way, whatever you were doing. The 25th is over. And so culturally, the, the tree's away. You know, things are starting to get packed up. We're starting to think about getting back to work. We're starting to think about New Year's resolutions, shedding pounds, all that stuff. And so culturally, we're, we're moving past that kind of vibe, that exciting vibe that we have leading up to the Christmas season, which is really what Advent is all about, is that coming, that celebration of the arrival of Jesus. And so to that end, we Christmas is over, right? But hopefully what you've learned, even in this past week, this past month, is that the cradle is leading to the cross. Jesus coming to this earth and taking on, on man flesh is just the part of the humiliation of him leading up to the cross In that mission. So Christmas leads to Easter. And so hopefully we've uh, remembered that cliche, the reason for the season. And so to that end, we're going to continue back in the book today that we've been tracking along with. Now, this was uh, Waiting Here for You by Louis Giglio. And today's the, I apologize that it's just really hard to match these episodes up. So this is like day 25 of the podcast, right? But we've gotten to the last entry, which is actually day 28 in the book, uh, pages 126. And so, man, I'm going to go off script a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break with kind of what he's written in his devotional. But the scripture is the most important part. So what the scripture he picked for this devotional that day is Psalm 8, verse 9. And so that's the most important part. Let's read that. We're going to read that together. So Psalm 8, verse 9, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic! Is your name in all the earth? And when I was reading that, I looked back and it's actually Psalm uh, chapter 8. He says the very same thing in verse 1 as he says in verse 9. It's kind of like sandwiched in between. So let's go back and read that whole thing. It says, "O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth? And so the key word of the text for today, I really see is, is majesty, majesty or majestic. And it's actually the the title heading in my Bible. It says, how majestic is your name? And and so that's, that's the key word, right? That's the takeaway majesty. Now, if you're a dude, (laughs) maybe you're like me, maybe you're not, maybe ladies, you know, you're cool with this. Some, some guys maybe, but I think dudes in general, you just don't don't go around using that word. <laughs> like, whoa, what's up, man? That's majestic. Oh, that's oh, majesty. Like we just, that's just not part of our vocabulary. And it's just kind of awkward. It seems more like uh, maybe ladies would have that in their, you know, their, their devotional Bible or something. Not not so much dudes, but it got me thinking <laughs> about the word majesty uh, and, and how it's typically not like a dude thing. It got me thinking about my wife my my sweet wife bless her she loves royalty like the the queen of England who's passed this past year queen elizabeth ii and now Prince Charles uh King Charles now she loves that stuff in fact uh, guys just this is just free if you want your wife to like you more you should probably watch the crown on Netflix with her and she will love you uh, anyways that was just free that <laughs> now, now I don't obviously obviously don't endorse everything that was seen on this Netflix show but the point is she likes that stuff and when you watch all the things about royalty they're always going around saying your majesty yes your majesty and it's like majesty right that's that's common in their language and so it's you know what got me thinking like what is what is your majesty now now there in England uh, the 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 king or the queen is the head of the Church of England. They're head of state. They're the sovereign ruler. Uh, the the representative. I'm using air quotes. Representative of God on earth. Now again, I'm not getting into politics or talking about the merits or the negatives of a constitutional monarchy. You know, I'm American, baby. But uh, the point is, is that they're they're using this word majesty, and I was looking that up, and it's like, really, what that means. It's the Latin root of that is how we get the word greatness, or, or that's that's really what it means. It means greatness, or uh, exceeding beauty, or, or kind of set apartness. Uh, it's it's kind of like extra great and extra beautiful and extra set apart. That's really what majesty refers to. And so, as as weird as it sounds to use in our our current language, that's pointing to something. Now, my wife, bless her, she's she's reading books on. George V and you know Edward VIII and all, all the World War One King, the abdication, the World War II King. She loves all that. She's she's a scholar of the monarchy and that kind of a thing. And I was I was kind of talking to her about, man, why do you like that stuff so much? And you know, she likes the set apartness, right? The the everything's very proper, and you have your manners, and you you curtsy and do all the any. and She loves all that stuff. It's like the set apartness, right? It's just something appealing to her about that. You know, there's also the, the sovereign in England is basically a servant, you know, for that they're serving the people and head of the government and all that stuff. But the point is even the, the highest of that lifestyle uh, for good or ill, like the highest is just going to pale in comparison to what we see in heaven. And and it's just barely imperfectly and it, but barely grasping as something that is in all our hearts that we desperately want to be true as we want a king we want that monarch who is going to rule benevolently over us and be perfect and and that's what we have in the christian life and that's what we will have in heaven is a a, a monarchy basically we'll be with the capital k king who will be perfect and, and and everything will be great extra great extra beautiful extra set apart and so i think that's majesty is where we, we come into that and you see that in, in psalm chapter 8 What's, what's really amazing is you think, well, here's God. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is merely your name. <laughs> Not to mention who you what you do and just the essence of you, but your very name is majestic, your majesty, right? It's beautiful. It's extra great because he has set apart uh, his glory above the heavens. He's greater and more beautiful than the greatest, beautifulest thing we can think of. But then in verse two it says, "Out of the mouth of babies and infants," and it, and it goes on to talk about, "What is man that you're mindful of him?" You know, God created angels. I would say that's, you know, if you want to put it this way, they're kind of like a rank above mankind. And but it's yet, yet it's mankind that gets to experience God's salvation history and His story of redemption and His special, you know, imago Dei, the image of God. We get to be in God's image and experience relationship with God in a way that they don't get to. They don't have the redemptive story uh, and indwelling of the Holy Spirit like we do as mankind. And so, man, that's amazing. And you think about that, like that's that's extra great. That's exceedingly beautiful, and that's extra set-apart awesomeness, right? That's majestic. It's awesome to think about that. But even more so, when you think about that high place that we have when God creates us, and also redeems us, is that we've just come out of this Christmas season when you think about, well, our, our king, our capital K king, our sovereign, is so good and so majestic that he became a man. And that, that reminds me of that that awesome C.S. Lewis quote where he says, the Son of God became a man so that men may become sons of God, that picture of redemption. And so, yes, the cradle leads to the cross. How majestic is that that our King stooped so low to be in flesh to live on this earth, this fallen world, to redeem us on the cross. Of, of ultimately that's what your advent and your coming year reaches for in your heart and in your minds and in your life as you live out the Christian life because of your your thinking about that and the majesty that we see in Christ. I hope this has been a benefit to you. Y'all have a great New Year's and we'll see you next year on the New Vision Podcast.